John, what are your thoughts? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is Robinson Cano on there? No, not a shot. I, I kid you not. Wait, he didn't even finish his story. Yeah. Oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> we got Saj home on the road at the Cowboys, John. Did you just say we home on the road? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that what about you, Drew? What do you think? Oh, and two. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and. Bowling crazy with the hang time. Today, we welcome Saj and May to the Hang Time Headlines podcast. Sajin is a pitcher for the Columbia baseball team entering his junior year. Yep. Big year. How you doing, Saj? Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Happy to be here. As you can hear, this isn't, you know, an over-the-phone interview. Saj flew all the way out here. Yeah, I'm out here in Desert Hot Springs. From Massachusetts, baby. Yeah. The homeland. Yes, sir, the motherland. So, Saj and all of us go, you know, a little far back. We've all hung around a little bit, played some baseball back in the day. Kid has a tremendous work ethic. I mean, we were waking up at 5 a.m. and hitting baseballs throughout a high school. A kid just grinds every day. Saj, can you tell us a little bit about, like, you know, what you do on a daily basis and how coronavirus has impacted your training? Corona's kind of made it difficult. Uh, a lot of the gyms have been shut down. Uh, fields have been uh, closed off by public um, parks people. And, yeah, so it's been tough for people to get their work in, but it's literally if it's just, like, a little bit of an hour of yoga or Waking up early to do some like wind sprints, you, you just gotta get your work in. True, bro. Wind sprints. Yeah, no, not fun. <laughs> As a pitcher, I don't even need to do them. Alright, so you get to know you a little bit in your playing career. What's, uh, what's like your best game ever? My senior year, I was slated to start against them one day and we played on their like JV field and it was like this little mosquito bite bump of a mound where it like was pretty much on the same plane as home plate. So I was throwing a flat ground for pretty much my entire like outing, but I, I was able to throw a no hitter. I was one walk away from hey. a perfect game too. <laughs> yeah, the issue. Yeah, so they like to bunt this Bedford team. <laughs> so, yes, and that's how they win. Like they, their coach would have their worst players bunt, or literally he would just teach them how to foul off every single. Dude, I remember. So that. eventually they would get walked, and I told my catcher that day I was like, okay, if this if this team squares to bunt, I'm gonna throw behind the guy on the next pitch. You're not like you're just gonna throw down some whatever signs you want, but you know it's gonna be a fastball behind this kid's back. And like the second inning, oh no, 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 it wasn't the second. It was like no, it was like the fifth inning because it's a seven inning game. It was towards the end of the game. I was like, no one is bunted yet. This is lit. And then a guy squares <laughs> a bunt. I was like, fuck, I gotta throw the you ball behind him now. So literally, like I just wound up and threw it like three feet behind his back. Like, was he ball four? No, it, no, that was one zero. But then I was like, all right, I, I, then I was like, all right, time to buckle down, hit the strike zone, and I couldn't hit the strike yeah. zone. So I walked him. Kid yeah. threw you off the game. <laughs> he dude, did. That he, little bunt. Mental warfare, right? Did that, that's how they would win too. Yeah, yeah. Every single game, because they, they would just piss you off, and yeah, then you would make a mistake. Yeah, did Doc so make well. a mound visit? Did he consider pulling you at any point? He never considered pulling. Oh, thank God. We were always skill wise better than them. But for some reason, I mean, Schwally Drew, you guys can attest to this. Like, they they, they they, always found a way to win. Like, it was really annoying. We probably lost to Bedford because our coach was about 75 years old. Like, he didn't know what was going on. He I just... He had no... You, 
He coached for Weston for like three or four years. Hopefully he's not listening. If you are, what's up, Doc? Hope you're doing well. He's coaching but this man was now. just like slowly losing his mind. Like you could just <laughs> tell. You could just see like, oh man. I mean, dude, you just you just couldn't keep track of the yeah. signs anymore. Like he was forgetting names. He was forgetting what position you play. It was so bizarre. I mean, he's not listening. And I don't think he's got his. <laughs> so we're we're chilling on that front. Uh, so, do you have a favorite player in the MLB right now? Um, Max Scherzer, just like his intensity. Like he's always got like he's this dude is laser focused, but he just pitches like pissed off, which yeah. for, and I love. But he's able to also like keep that in control by and like absolutely dot ninety seven mile an hour sinkers on the black, and yeah, then like these sick. these wipeout changeups and six sliders, and that's like my mix of pitches too. Yeah. So I like I love seeing his like intensity and trying to bring that and model my craft after his. I've seen I've seen a few videos of Max Scherzer. It's like. You know, they're just like reading his mouth behind his glove yeah. when he's on the mouth. He's literally taking time. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna kill you, you fucking bitch. Like <laughs> before he throws the pitch, and you're like, dude, it's just a game. Like, calm down. But it's it's so sick to yeah, no, see that. It's crazy. And then he's like the best pitcher in the game, so makes it even better. Zaj, yeah. can you believe the Detroit Tigers had Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer? And David Price and couldn't do anything with that. And then they had the best yeah, hitter. And Sanchez was pretty good too. They had the yeah, best hitter in the four. game. Yeah. Like, they had the best hitter in the game at the time, Miguel, Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera won a triple crown. Prince Fielder, who was still kind of good, honestly. They had Prince Fielder. Remember oh that? Remember Lord. the LCS in 2013? I forgot they had Prince, dude. Dude, I, I was Prince. I was at both games that Scherzer pitched in the, during that ALCS. Like I saw Victorino hit that grand slam really? to tie it up. I saw Ortiz hit the home run. I was at um, I was at the one where we almost got no hit, and then I think it was Daniel Nava maybe broke, <laughs> Daniel up, Nava. broke up the no hitter with like two outs in the eighth or in the ninth inning or something like that. Daniel Nava, like I feel like he as a player kind of disappointed me. Oh yeah. Wait, do you remember like well, his? Do you remember his first at bat? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, grand slam, first, first pitch. First I pitch. was like, holy shit, this yeah. dude's gonna be a stud. Yeah. So Saj, while we're on the topic. Baseball has recently announced, or the owners have announced, that they are going to play 60 games. Are you excited? What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm excited for baseball to be back. Um, kind of didn't like the fact that like the uh, commissioner had to kind of just impose this 60 games on them. I wish they kind of could have just came to an agreement before, but I guess that's just, I mean. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? There's nothing. I mean, the players wanted something. The owners couldn't give it to them. And it was just a back and forth for a little bit longer than I would have liked. I mean, I, I just don't I don't know how baseball would survive if they didn't have a season. I'm with you. They wouldn't. Yeah. I think that's why they mandated it. I think that's why Man, um, Manfred yeah. was literally just like, yeah, we have to come back. Otherwise, yeah, like, there's, there's nobody's no going to want baseball. Exactly. After, after like a full year off, unfortunately, like there are some people that are still loyal, but their numbers are just going to be so far I down still love if they didn't play this season this year. It's got to be changed, though. It's not. It's just not fun anymore. So, on to your point, Drew, on how it has to be changed. There's been a couple new rules that have been implemented to this new season, one of which is that in extra innings, they're going to start with a runner on second. Every single time, both teams, which is pretty interesting rule. So before I swing to you, John, as someone who just doesn't give two poops about the sport, would this make your interest go any higher if you knew in extra innings that there was going to be a runner on second and that, like... Each team was probably going to score, and there might be a little more back and forth. Well, Shwali, that was the first I actually heard about it, and 
I actually just raised my eyebrow because that does sound kind of interesting. Like it sounds like it could be. I don't know. Yeah, John, it, it could get the game over faster, and it could make for more exciting overtime. Yeah, John. I or like, extra inning. Yeah, I 100% agree because, I mean, even like when we played travel ball, remember like in extra innings, they would do that and it would speed the game up like a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be playing like deep, in those deep extra inning games where they're going like 18, 19 innings without scoring a run. Nobody wants to watch that. No, exactly. It just gets really redundant and like, yeah, there's like the slim chance that like someone just goes like goes yard or it's a home run or like something happens but like it's still pretty slim if they haven't been scoring already yeah true you like the new rule uh it's the first i heard of it personally i don't really know how big of a fan i am of it i think i see what you mean it speeds up the game and whatnot but i think putting some but the runner in scoring position like in scoring position right away is bad to your point drew i think it's a bad way to fix a problem, but it, it kind of seems like they're making an effort to do so. Yes, it John. does. It, it doesn't seem like it's the correct way to fix the problem with baseball right now. It's it's an effort, but it's like why on earth is this the best idea that the MLB could come up with? So two of my questions are: Well, first of all, what does this do statistics-wise? If you're a pitcher and you come in in extra innings with that runner automatically on second and he scores. Does that hurt your ERA? Is that an earned run against you? Here's a question, Drew. What if you're pitching a perfect game and it goes into the tenth inning? And there's, a, runner there's a runner's on second, and there are two sack flies. The guy, the guy gets hit in. So you threw a perfect game, but you lost. Yeah. Like it's gonna That's crazy. So then the other thing, what? the other thing that I want to say is that what I think would make it better is that what if they did something so this can do the same thing, but I think improve it a little bit. So what if you had them put a play, a runner on first base, and so they're not in scoring position, and you can choose which runner goes on first base, one of your bench guys, and so then it would create a really, honestly, like a, a position, a role on the bench for a super speedy guy who's going to come in in extra innings and go on first base, and now you've got to watch out for him stealing second, potentially. Or, you know, it's not like an easy run. He's not on second. It's not because runner on second, no outs is like you're going to score most of the time. And I think putting a runner on first with a stolen base threat, it would become more exciting than just putting a runner on second. And I think it's a little more fair. So, Drew, I have a question. I think personally, either way, it can't be an earned run to the pitcher if the runner starts the inning because that's like just the rules of the game. Like, that's not the pitcher's fault. Yeah. That's just how it happens. So, I don't like that. The other issue I have that neither of you have talked about, which I'm kind of surprised about, is if a runner starts on second, you know, in extra innings every single time, that means the first batter is going to intentionally walk. Right? Why? Yeah, pretty much. In so it's first and second every single time. In most scenarios, yeah. Wait, why is that? Because to set up the double play, I would want to do that immediately. You want to get force outs. You want to, all of a sudden, if they bunt, it's not a runner on third. If you can get the out at third, you want to just completely change the game in that way. Yeah. I would intentionally walk right away. So that's going to be bad. Obviously, yeah, it depends then, on but, who's up next yeah, and but, whatnot, but in most scenarios, I'm intentionally walking. Exactly. That, that depends on the lineup, too, because if you turn a double play and it's like, and now you have a runner on third with two outs, like, what are you going to do? Bring the outfield in? Like That is exponentially better than a ground ball to the right side with a runner on second and a runner on third with one out. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
it's a weird change. I mean, I, do I like, I do like that they're doing something, but that's the main I thing. It's, I don't think it's gonna go over well. That's the main thing, Drew. For me, it's about the effort. Yeah. It's like they're finally taking some initiative also, to also, do something. Also, I can see it being um, way more accepted by people like John and whatnot, who are not really like big fans of the MLB. Versus, like, it'll piss me off a little bit, but, like, it won't deter me from watching baseball, I think. But it could bring fans in. So another rule, like, change that we've talked about a little bit, me and Saj, it's been an ongoing feud between us, right? And we found a little middle ground that we're both okay with. But my big issue with baseball has been the time. And I thought, you know what we should do? Two balls, you walk. One strike, you're out. Let's move everything up. There's instant action every time. Indians are flying by. You're cutting down the time. Stuff's happening all the time. It would take away all the boredom. Now, a lot of people don't like that. I think for, we settled. Yeah, for, for the record, let it be known that I am 100% against this. I, think, yeah, I so. hate this idea. I think we settled Thank Thank on you. a nice little medium that isn't, isn't as harsh. That is, would be like two strikes and you're out and three balls with a walk. Wait, wait, I like wait, 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 no, no. Hold on, hold on. John just said he wasn't interested, and that's a rule that would piss off people who are... Like, like the goal is to find a rule... That brings together the people who are traditionalists of the game, who like really like baseball in its natural state, and the people like John, who like want to see something different about the game, but are still like interested. So, Saj, if you would have let me finish my sentence, I would have continued explaining that we have found a nice middle ground here, as I was in the midst of saying, with three balls as a walk and two strikes as a strikeout, which I think we've all kind of commonly agreed on, would make the game speed up a little bit, would give their a little more action would erase a lot of the statistics that everyone's been relying on. So it's not just like a nerd game anymore. Now the managers have some say. Would speed things up a little bit and do some good things. So what are your I thoughts still, on that? I still, I still don't, don't see so. your point with the nerd stuff. I don't think it'll have any impact in that. Whatever. That I just no. need to make that. Yeah, no, not I the nerd. I think that it, that it's point is traditional. But everything like, else, I'm fine with what you said. Yeah, no, I'll I, accept that. True. I think it's no. I think it's a traditionalist versus like. I don't the think I, I new think, fans that we're trying to get. I think recruit. the I think the traditionalists need to uh, suck it up and just understand that baseball needs to change or it's going to die. So what I want to see is a smaller league do something with it, like a three-two count. Maybe if the MLB decides to do it with the minor leagues, that would be awesome. But about college. What about high school? Yeah, Drew, we, we already own it. We already own independent leagues that we tried, like the Robo Ump on and that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, I say we put count. it there first, but see what the repercussions are. Well, you know, one hundred percent. This is not something that I would smack right in the MLB. Yeah, but I do want. I I think this is something that could speed up and improve the game a whole lot. Well, the thing is too with the extra inning runner on second, they tried in the minor leagues first. So that's the thing with all these rules, you got to try them and implement them because like. Yeah, we could think it's a great idea, and all of a sudden, like, I watch the actual product, and I'm like, this is horrible. You know? You just have to test it somehow. Do you think that will be the only thing that will... Like, I feel like they're going to have to change other rules, too. Yes. In order to make it more exciting, but what are those other rules? Let's see. Like, like in order for a complete overhaul of baseball, like you were talking about, Drew, what is... Like, like what needs I to like, change? I like my rule in extra innings, putting a runner on first. I think that... The bench in baseball is not really the same as the bench in other sports, and I would like to see it 
become a little bit more useful because I think that the bench in baseball, especially lately, you just don't know anyone on the bench and there's no reason to know them. Like, I feel like there should be like spot, like you have like on your bench uh, in, a, in a basketball game, you might have like a guy who can come in and, and hit some like clutch threes or whatever. Or yeah, like a David Roberts kind of thing football, that we have no, like a, no like a uh, receiving back or whatever on your bench. Like, I feel like if there's some more, like, and I feel like a speedy guy for extra innings is one. And then I think if you bring down the the count to three two, you're also just going to overall see like more excitement. I mean, you're not going to see one thing. I know Lucas and I have talked together a lot about is that is how annoying it is to see players take the first strike. If it's a if you only have two strikes, you better not be taking the first strike every single time, or else you're one strike away from being out immediately. And I just think like the I think there are little changes that you can make and there are big changes that, that have to be made. And I mean, it just, it, it, something's got to be done though, because of baseball is you're, you're just like not, you're lying to yourself. If you say that baseball is like as good as it was five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. Like I think it's in the worst spot it's been at all. Maybe ever. It's just not look at the numbers. It's just not anybody can just, Observe and it's not, it's not like I used to be very against that notion and whatnot because honestly, I mean, the numbers aren't. See, the thing about baseball is that the numbers aren't really dropping too much when you look at them. They're nope. not. They're People not. People are drop, still the highest played. They're not. They're not dropping a lot. Players. They're still getting paid a lot. So when you look at those things on the outside, that's one thing. But the NFL and NBA, their numbers and their viewership are absolutely skyrocketing. And the MLB is just, like, kind of staying constant, like, maybe going up and down a little bit. But, like, they, they that's not a trend that you want to continue. Well, Drew, there's the numbers in that sense, and there's also the numbers in the sense that, like, in the last two years, five different teams have hit the most home runs ever in a single season of all time. Or, like, last year, we had three people hit more than 45 home runs, and I can't name one of them. It's like, these numbers are great, and no one cares. That's the other part of the numbers. It's like, yeah. even when they're good... They're irrelevant. Yeah. And I just think also, like, with the the whole home run crap that's going on right now, I think that with three 3-2 count or whatever, that would that would change that around because guys can't just be swinging for the fences because now you only have two tra- two chances instead of three. And I think... Well, I ex- exactly, Drew. That might bring back, like, the hit and run. Yeah. Like, the stolen base. Or just contact just hitters. Like, Contact hitters, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, that'd be fun. Like, where's Ichiro? <laughs> like, yeah, no, we just don't have them anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? If it's three-two, that is just mathematically you're getting rid of twenty-eight percent of the game. A three and a half hour game, all of a sudden gets cut down to like two forty-five, two forty, and you are like feeling a lot better about watching a baseball game. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I just need some more excitement too. And it's, it's not, not like, that. Like, I, like whenever a guy gets out or whatever, I know I have time to get up and like go take a piss or something because I know it's going to be at least 45 seconds to a minute until there's like a meaningful pitch coming up. Drew, the greatest thing in high school as a kid was when you knew the Red Sox game started at 7 and that you could go out and hang out with your boys and come back at 11.30 and watch the last three innings. <laughs> like, it was like, because it's still going to be going on yeah. and it was like, nothing's happened up to this point. So Sox games, watching David Price pitch. And it's just sad too, like, Joy. let's go through this list. Of players with 30-plus home runs, which should be a great accomplishment. And yeah. turn to John. 
and we're just gonna name him, and let's see how many of them he knows. Let's just, see how many of them we just know. Just start yeah. talking. Just start <laughs> yeah, talking just and around. saying them all. If I recognize any of them, I will tell you. All right, John. Pete Alonzo, Eugenio Suarez, Jorge Soler, Cody Bellinger, Mike Trout. Yes. Let's go. Let's Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna Jr. Remember Christian Yelich. Nolan Arenado, wow. Alex Bregman, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is a freaking machine, by the way. George we probably Springer. had the most home runs. Freddie Freeman. How have you not heard of any of these? Kyle Schwarber. Gabriel Torres. Something Bell. Josh, Josh, Josh Bell. Josh Bell is tank. What do you mean, something Bell? Josh. <laughs> Josh Bell. <laughs> is that a tough one for you? Troy doesn't play baseball anymore, so he doesn't have to focus on baseball. I'm almost in the same boat as John here. It's, it's a struggle to read the names. Josh. <laughs> Josh Bell. Josh Donaldson. Who is this dude? F. Reyes on the Indians? Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. Is Robinson Cano on there? No, not a shot. Dude. Probably not. Actually, I mean, honestly, maybe. He hasn't been in great action Bartolo Colon might be on there for all we know. Max Kepler. J.D. Martinez. Olsen on the Athletics. Is it Edwin Escobar on the D-backs? Alcides? No. Edwin Escobar? Bryce Harper? Yes, I know. Let's go, that's two. I know Bryce Harper. Okay. Trey Mancini? Nope. Mike Moustakis? The moose is loose, baby. Moose. Max Muncy? Trevor Story? Edwin Encarnacion? I have heard that one. Hey, that's three. Paul Goldschmidt? Anthony Rendon? Gary Sanchez? Miguel Sano. This is a oh God, There's thing. so many. Names. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one. Miguel Sano. Oh no. Not Robinson Cano. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Robinson Cano. Is it Corey Santana on the Indians? Carlos. I think so. Carlos. Carlos Santana I have on the Indians. Jose Abreu, Xander Bogarts, Cole Calhoun, Miguel Conforto, Austin Meadows. Cole Conforto. Calhoun? Cole Calhoun, the outfielder for the Angels. Yeah, he hit 30 dingers last year. Yeah, how, Hunter how Renfro. Tall is he? He's like 6'5". I have heard that name. He is not 6'5". Cole Calhoun is not 6'5". Yeah, I've heard of him. He looks... I thought he was a legit... Hey, we got four! John knows Hunter Renfro. Oh, that's good. There's no way you know Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, no, no. You're thinking of... You're thinking of the the Clemson receiver. Yeah. Oh. Renfro. (laughs) (laughs) Cole Calhoun's 5'10". All right, run it back. He's a big ass. Run it back. We got three. Uh, Raphael Devers. Francisco Lindor. Really? Manny We're Machado. trying to market the hell out of Francisco Lindor, and he doesn't even know. That sucks. K. Marte. Kettle Marte. Kettle Marte. Is it Edwin Dime. Rosario? Edwin Rosario. Jose Altuve? I have heard that name. Let's, yeah! I, yeah. All right, we'll take it. I was it. thinking we'll about it. that one. Chris Bryant? No. Wow. Oh, I don't even know who this is. M. Garvner? Mitch, Gar- M- Mitch Garver? Mitch Garver? Oh, is he a catcher? I think he's the catcher. Randall Gerchik? Uriel Gurriel? Is that it? Uleski. Uleski Gurriel? Is that him? Is yeah. he? Is, is it Yuli or Yuri it's, for it's on the Astros? Yule, it's like Uleski Gurriel or something. No, 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 I know, but there's a Gurriel on, uh, whatchamacallit, on the... Blue Jays, aren't there? All right, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he knows neither of them. Okay. <laughs> e. Jimenez on the White Sox. Eloy Jimenez. Beast. 
Very good. R. Nunez? <laughs> on the Orioles? I don't know who, who that is. Who is R. Nunez on the Orioles? Something called an R. Nunez hit 31 home runs. This is the problem with baseball. <laughs> Paul DeJong. Not Jack DeJong. Paul DeJong. Paul DeJong. Jack DeJong might have hit 30 as yeah. well. <laughs> Jack DeJong probably is on He probably hit like 28. <laughs> Next year. He could probably do it in 60 games this year. Rugne Odor? No. Ned. And D. Vogelbach. Vogelbach Daniel. It's new. Daniel yeah, Vogelbach. Yeah. So this kid here can name four of the top 58 30 home run hitters this year. I'm disappointed. That he knows by name. That's horrible. This is why baseball's broke. NFC South. I think the Saints getting Malcolm Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders was really smart. Veteran smart players who come in fit very easily. Atlanta, I don't know how I feel. I'll watch the schedule. They feel 500 to me. I have them at 7 and 9. So, as normal, you just heard Colin Cowherd's predictions, but not as normal. We got Saj reading the schedule today. So we're going to run through the Falcons' schedule and give our, our own predictions. Let's, what do you got, Saj? All right, week one at home against the Seahawks. John, what do you say? That is a loss. Drew? That's a surprising win. Loss. All right, 0-1. You're stupid. <laughs> we'll see. Week two on the road against the Cowboys. That is a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. 0-2. Week three at home against the Bears. That is a win. That's a win. That's a loss. Really? 1-2. and two. All right, week four in Green Bay facing the Packers. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. One and three. All right, come back home week five against the Panthers. That is a win. That's a win. That's a win. Two and three. Week six, go to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Going up north, that's a loss. It's a loss. Loss, but Kirk Cousins still bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Two and four. Week seven, back at home against the Lions. That is a win. That's a win. That's a loss. Three and four. Week eight in Carolina facing the Panthers. That is a loss. Loss. See ya. Three and five. All right, week nine at home versus the Broncos. That is a loss. Big loss. Win. Three and six. Week 10 buys. We uh, start week 11 at the New Orleans Saints. That is a loss. A loss. That's a loss. Three and seven. Week 12 at home against the Raiders. That's a loss. That's a win. It's a win. Four and seven. Week 13, home against the Saints. That is a win. That is a win. That's a loss. Five and seven. Week 14 in LA facing the Chargers. That's a loss. Loss. See ya. Five and eight. Week 15 at home against Tom Brady and the Bucks. That is a loss. 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 Five and nine. Week 16, go to Kansas City to face Mahomes and the Chiefs. That is another loss. <laughs> yeah. Loss. I think Matt Ryan's going to play okay, but they're not winning. Yeah, yeah, no winning. way. No Mahomes way. is going to throw for approximately 69 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Week 17 at the Bucks. That is a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. All right, final record, 5-11. and 11. Sorry, Falcons. On to New Orleans, week one at home against the Bucks. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. One and oh. That's easily gonna be the best week one game, by the way. By far. Yeah. Week two in the Death Star in Las Vegas facing the Raiders. That is a win. That's a win. That's a win. Two and oh. Week three at home against the Packers. That's a win. Win. Sneaky loss. 
Three now. Week four at Detroit. That is a win. 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 Four now. Week five home against the Chargers. That's a win. Also a win. Yep. Five and oh. Week six bye, so week seven back at home against the Panthers. That's a win. Love you, Teddy B, but that's a win. That's a dub. Six and oh. Week eight in Chicago facing the Bears. That's a win. It's a loss. That's a loss. The guys are smoking crack. Chicago's <laughs> cold. Chicago <laughs> is cold, dude. I'm not buying it. <laughs> With Mitch. Bad Go to boy Chicago, Drew. it's cold. Bad Mitch boy Tr- Drew does not do well in the Mitch cold. Mitch Trubisky, dude, doesn't do well in football games. And a little bit of a warmer climate week nine in Tampa Bay at the Bucks. As a loss. 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 Six and two. Week 10 home against the 49ers. That is a loss. Big dub. That's a win. I got you, John. Wow. Seven and two. All right, week 11 at home against the Falcons. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Eight and two. Week 12 at Denver Broncos. That is a loss. Loss. Yep, that's a loss. Eight and three. Week 13 at Atlanta facing the Falcons. That's a loss. Loss. That's a win. Eight and four. Week 14 at Philadelphia. That's a win. Loss. That's a loss. Eight and five. Also cold. Week 15 home against the Chiefs. That is a win. 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 Another great wow. game. Wow. Yeah. Nine and five. Saints honestly have a tough schedule. Watch. Week 16 at the home against the Vikings. Not a bad. Week 16 home against the Vikings. That's a win. 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 Fuck you, Kirk. Ten and five. Week 16. Ten and five. Week 17 at the Panthers. Ending the season on a win. That's a win. That is a win. Final record, 11 and 5. Falling crazy with the hang time.